Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. Hey guys, the following podcast episode comes from a YouTube live stream I did recently. Many of you in my audience have requested that I make my live streams available as audio so you can listen to them on the go rather than just being tethered to a computer. So I've started to republish some of my lives as podcasts to make that possible. I share a boatload of valuable tips and tools and methods and resources on my live streams, and I want to be sure that you guys don't miss a thing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please take a moment to rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform or share the show on social or with a friend or a colleague. And with that, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Let's jump in and talk about content development. We're going to talk about how do you come up with ideas for your content? Do you have a blog? Do you do a YouTube channel? Do you post videos on Vimeo? Do you have a vlog that you put on your website? Do you write articles for LinkedIn? What kind of content do you produce? If you produce any, maybe you just have a blog right on your website. If you do, I am sure If you're developing any kind of content on any kind of regular basis, I'm sure that you have come up to the point where you say to yourself, I'm coming up dry. Like, I don't know what I got. (laughs) I don't have any ideas. Nothing is coming to me this week. And so what I want to do with you today is I have been developing content now for about six years. I put out a newsletter every two weeks for six years. I put out a video every Monday for five and a half years. And I've been going live on top of that. And so I know that sometimes you just come up a little dry. And so I developed a system very early on about how to capture ideas for my content. So I would never be at a lack, be at a loss for an idea. And so what I want to share with you is some of my techniques and also some other ideas I've heard about I haven't necessarily had to use yet about getting ideas for content. First thing is kind of weird for creatives, and that is don't fear the spreadsheet. And the reason why I say that is because one of the methods that I used very early on is I started a Google Sheet. I keep that sheet open on my browser all the time. It is in my launch pages and it's always up. The reason why I do that, I have a spreadsheet, is because whenever I come across a content idea, a link, some just thought bubble pops into my head, I will, or I have to, you know, grab a graphic or an infographic or something offline and throw it in a folder. What I do is I make a note of what that content topic idea is and I throw it in that Google Sheet and I just keep a running Google Sheet. And my Google Sheet right now is open in my browser and it's probably got 400 things on it. And so I am a voracious collector of ideas because I come across things that are interesting to me all the time. Sometimes I can't even dive into them to read through them completely, but I know that it's interesting and I will capture that and put it in a sheet. So, you know, Google's and spreadsheets and Excel spreadsheets are totally old school in terms of list building, maybe use Google Keep, maybe use Asana, maybe use some other tool, but have that thing open all the time because that way you can capture whatever it is that you need to capture wherever you are in the day and it just takes a second to grab it, put it in there, and then you can move on. But have something open all the time where you capture ideas because I know that you come up with some thought bubble, something happens and you say, wow, that would make a great blog post. And then an email comes in or a notification pops up and suddenly it's gone, right? So don't fear the spreadsheet, have that thing open. And 
write that you know what down. I don't want to swear because I try not to swear much on this because you know YouTube has these algorithms that they comb through all of your audio. They can tell if you're swearing and then they will flag you and demonetize your video. It's terrible. It's like the bots are, the AI is watching us all the time. So have that spreadsheet open and write it down. Whenever you come across an idea, however weird or tangential that it is, put it down, okay? The next is create theme categories. And what I mean by theme categories are, I have a tendency to do content on the same things, right? So I do it on design, digital entrepreneurship, marketing, trend. There are certain themes that I do content on. And so when I create and capture my content spreadsheet, I have a series of themes or buckets that I put them into. And so when I keep those buckets in mind, and my buckets are branding, design, entrepreneurship, inspiration, trend, content creation, education, career guidance, productivity, and marketing and business skills. And so I've got a number of themes. And so whenever I come up with an idea for content, I will put it into one of those bucketed themes because that way, as you do it over time, you start to think about your themes. So when you come across content or an idea or something that inspires you, you immediately think of what the theme that falls into, and then you can categorize it. And it keeps you watching out for inspiration for content that are within the kind of topics that you do content on. So create themes and then try to think about as you gather content, what theme that content fits into. Inspiration versus stealing. There's a great quote by the fine artist Picasso who said, mediocre artists copy, great artists steal. Now, there are no very few minuscule number of absolutely original ideas out there, whether that's in design or whether it's in content. So the perspective that you have to take is that you're looking to be inspired. And so instead, I'm not advocating for stealing or plagiarizing in any way. But when you are out there reading blogs, looking on websites, being inspired, coming across things that people send you, looking your feeds on Facebook or LinkedIn, and you find something that's inspiring, have your antenna up about that. So grab that link and think about the topic that that person was writing on or doing the video on and be inspired by it. You can take that content. You can do your take on it. So don't feel like you have to be absolutely original. There is no absolutely original. You can be inspired by something else and do your version of it. Your And here's why you can do that. For instance, I may see an article on you know new techniques on LinkedIn and they may list three or four of them. And I've been paying attention to LinkedIn recently and I've seen some new techniques and been using some new techniques and posting on LinkedIn. So I might take that theme and express my opinion on the two or three that they mentioned and then also add on a couple that I think are interesting. But here's the thing, I'm not plagiarizing, I'm taking the theme and doing my point of view on it because my point of view is unique. Your point of view is unique. Any topic that I mention or I do a blog post on, I bet if you took it and read it, you might have a different opinion about it. You might have a different take on it. That take is valuable. That take is valuable to your audience. So think about what your point of view is on a particular topic or theme. You want to try to be inspired by anything. I am inspired by, you know, an old billboard in New York City. I'm inspired by a smashed Coke can on the street. I get inspiration everywhere from music, from things I see, from nature, not just from the interwebs and design and marketing. You have to be really, really open. Anything you hear, snippet of conversation at Starbucks, whatever it is that inspires you, think about your take on it. Whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever you read, 
Also, it's not necessarily the th always the things that you're excited about. It could be something that you really bristle against or that you really kind of don't like or hate, right? Or, you know, think is bad for the industry or, you know, not being done well by people. You can also take the contrary rather than championing things. You can critique things. You can, you know, vehemently come out with an opinion that's contrary to public opinion, possibly. And to take disparate ideas and mash them up. For instance, what if you did, saw an article on someone who was talking about Clubhouse and they were talking about how fantastic Clubhouse was? What if you aren't so keen on Clubhouse or you think Clubhouse is okay, but there's some things about it that really bug you? That's a great idea for content. You're taking two ideas, what you don't particularly like about something, and then some theme or some inspiration that you got and mashing up those ideas. Conferences, which none of us can go to right now, are gold mines. So even if you're not going to conferences, digital conferences or digital seminars can be a source of inspiration for content for blogging or vlogging or doing content. If you go onto the website of a conference and look at the speakers who are going to be speaking and look at all the topics of what they're going to be speaking on, that alone can be a source of inspiration for content. There are lots of times there's a paragraph or two description of what that presentation is going to be about. That can be a great kind of a springboard for content ideas for you because you realize that those people are speaking at a conference and they have chosen a topic that they're going to be sharing about. They've put a lot of time and energy into thinking what a good topic would be um, for their audience and what's going to engage people and what's going to elevate them as thought leaders. So if you are paying attention to what they are writing and speaking and giving presentations about, you can use that to inspire yourself and to guide you. So digital conferences are goldmine. Physical conferences are too for you to go listen to as many speakers as possible and take that in as inspiration. I am going to give you 12 different types of content that you can do. Okay, so hang with me. Trend is your friend. Nothing stays the same. Nothing is static in business. Things become more popular, they become less popular. Things become super, you know, kind of trendy. Clubhouse, for instance, I know I'm on a clubhouse kick today, but so things come in and out of vogue. And when I say trend is your friend, it is because when people, there's a reason why people write about trendy things. That's because people are searching for that thing. For instance, Apple just is now coming out with Apple Silicon, right? So Apple um, CPUs, both in the new iMac, new laptops, Apple Silicon is, you know, is the thing, the new thing. It's very trendy. So people are doing a lot of videos and articles and blogs and vlogs on Apple Silicon because it's a major shift in the tech industry. A lot of design people and creative professionals are talking about it. So a lot of people are paying attention to that trend and they're capitalizing on it. They're doing their own version and expressing their own point of view around Apple's new chip. And so by piggybacking on that trend, they are leveraging the search volume that's going on about that topic, right? And they are staying current and timely in the content that they're producing. So think about trend and how you can piggyback on it or how you can bring your own point of view to it. Think about your peers and your competition, but you can also think of it in terms of co-opetition, which is cooperating with other content producers. And one of the ways you can do this is that if you are talking to other content producers and interviewing them. So if you do a blog, you can written interview 
of another content producer. That content producer could do an interview of you. You both get a bit of content out of it and you've cooperated with each other to be the subject matter for each other's content. People do this with uh, podcasts, obviously. They do it in blogs. And so think about people who produce content that you know and how you might cooperate with them to either ideate or leverage each other to develop content, okay? One thing I want you to keep in mind is that ideation, like creativity, is a muscle. You have to use it. You have to exercise it. And so when you're developing content, the most important thing to do, just like going to the gym, when you go to the gym or decide you're going to start working out, you say, I'm going to work out three days a week for an hour every time, right? You set, you make a commitment, you set a schedule, and then you hit that because you know, if you don't, you're not going to get the benefits of doing it. It's the same thing with content. You have to make a commitment. I'm going to post a blog post every week, two times a week, every day, whatever that is. You make the commitment, you set the schedule, and then you do it. In doing that, you are going to hit the content idea wall, I guarantee you. And that's why what I'm sharing with you today is so important. And But you have to do it constantly. And the more, the more you do it, the more you struggle with that content wall, the more you get over that, the more you kind of build that muscle of creativity. Ideation, just like that, and coming up with content ideas is a muscle. So it's just like developing content is a muscle, just like working out is about your muscles, right? Walking, riding a bike, you have to develop stamina. And so ideation is the same way. Coming up with creative ideas or blog ideas, you have to continually do it and have it on the top of your radar all the time, and you will get better at it and it will become easier for you. You have to make a commitment. I just talked about that. I jumped ahead a little bit in my own head, but yes, you have to make a commitment when you're doing content and you have to make a commitment when you're developing ideas for content. So by making the content commitment, you're also setting yourself up for having to be productive when it comes to developing ideas. So by making that commitment, it will by necessity force you to start exercising that ideation muscle. All right. Now I said that I was going to tell you 12 things that you can use and develop content around. So that's what we're going to talk about right now. This episode of the Brand Design Masters podcast is sponsored by Bring Your Own Laptop. BYOL.me is a top-tier Adobe application video training website featuring Daniel Scott. Daniel's a certified Adobe trainer and keynote speaker at the Adobe Max conference every year. At BYOL.me forward slash Philip, you can learn everything from the basics to advanced aspects of your favorite Adobe applications, all for one low monthly subscription fee. Visit BYOL.me forward slash Philip. P-H-I-L-I-P. Again, that's B-Y-O-L dot M-E forward slash Philip. I just know you're going to be amazed at Bring Your Own Laptops courses. Okay, number one, case studies. Most of you are creative pros, right? So it could be a case study of a company that's just redone on its identity, a company's new marketing or advertising campaign, a company's new website, doing a case study on a particular project from someone else. It could be a case study of your own client and something you developed for them, in which case you should probably get permission to publish that just because you don't want to upset them. But doing a case study format of a review of some sort of a creative product that some company or individual is putting out into the world and doing a study of why they did it, how they executed it, and how well it was executed. So case studies are a really great type of content. The next one is teach something. I know you know something. Even if you're in high school, 
If you're right out of college, you know things that people two or three years behind you don't. And one of the best ways you can, you know, create content by teaching almost everything I do in terms of content is teaching. It's teaching everything that I've known throughout my entire career and giving it away to you guys for free. So you can work with your clients better, you can make more money, you can be successful in your businesses and successful in your careers. So think about teaching. Think about the processes in your industry. If you're a creative, think about the creative brief, about mood boards, about developing design, about working with clients, about communication, about presentations. There are a million different things that you do in your day-to-day -day as a business person or creative that you can teach others about how you do it, what works for you, what doesn't. For every number of roles, that every role there is in the creative profession, there is teaching around that. So no matter what it is that you do, there is teaching that you can do within that. You can also teach the tools or the applications that you use. So not only what it is that you develop, but how you go about developing it. Now, number three is reporting. My dad was a newspaper editor, and so I came from a journalistic family. So I'm used to the idea of publication and news. And a lot of creative people and content people don't think about news or reporting as a way of developing content, but you can really use it that way. You can think of yourself as a reporter. What is going on out in the world? What are people doing? What are the trends? Who are the movers and shakers? What companies are doing great? what companies are getting beaten and look at the landscape, the business landscape, the creative landscape, the design landscape as the world and come at it from the point of view of being a reporter and thinking I have an audience who doesn't know what I'm seeing. They aren't on the site like I am or as hooked in as I am. How am I going to report out what I'm seeing to them? in a way that they can internalize it and make sense of it. Think of yourself as a reporter. So take a conference, for instance, Social Media Marketing World, and go to Social Media Marketing World. Next time you can go to a conference or some other conference, and then create a whole bunch of content around that conference. Report out on the conference. Who was there? What were the presentations like? Where did it take place? What did people do before it? What did people do after it? You know, Interview people. What do they think of it? And act like a reporter. It's a great method. Number four is interviews. And as I mentioned earlier in the previous slides, interviews are a really great way to develop content because you don't basically have to come up with the idea of the content. All you have to do is come up with the person who's got a great story or someone you want to learn more about. Having a podcast, interview format podcast is great, but even if you just have a blog, you can do interviews. Even if you just you know post on social media, you can ping some influencer or some person that you're interested in or even you know a partner of yours and ask them a couple questions and get their responses and report out on what they're saying. So doing an audio interview, having it transcribed on rev.com so you get the copy and then posting that interview on your blog. Interviews are a super, super easy way of developing long form content because interviews are generally really long. There was this guy on LinkedIn, I forget exactly who it was, but he pinged like 15 or 20 creative influencers and he asked them a question. He said, send me 10 sentences on what you think of this topic. And he probably sent it out to 50 people. He probably got 20 responses. And when he got those responses, he just wrote a blog post and quoted 20 influencers on what they thought about this question. It was a brilliant way of going about it. It was killer for SEO because he gets all of these names of these influencers in this one article. And it was great for the influencers themselves because then they're associated with really top flight people. And 
it's also super interesting to people because they want to know what all of these people think about this one particular issue. Interviews and question asking is a really great way to develop content. Number five is business management. Now, this, like my very first slide that said, don't fear the spreadsheet, right? Don't fear business management. And the reason why I say that is because I did a survey of my email list. It was about, I don't know, 15,000 people at the time, right? And I said, what is the one thing that you are struggling with more than anything? Because I really wanted to find out what people were struggling with and to understand my email list a little bit better. And I got back over 300 responses and I categorized, I copied and pasted all the answers into a Google spreadsheet and I categorized it by what the main topic was of what people were struggling with. And there were about four or five different topics. I thought it was going to either be design or getting more clients. The number one thing that people were struggling with was time management. I was blown away by that. And then number two was getting clients. And number three was getting better at designing. But I was blown away by the fact that the one thing that creators were struggling with most was time management and business skills, financial skills, communication skills, writing, dealing with clients, organizing their time, calendars, project management, their business stuff that people were struggling with was the thing that was causing them the most pain. And so no matter how you go about your business, you probably have processes or systems that work for you. Maybe they don't work for you. Maybe you're one of those people who is really struggling with it. But the thing is, is that even if you discover something, even if you're struggling with it, you could report on that. But if you found a solution or something that really works for you, some sort of collection of apps or resources or software as a service that fit you and like keeps your ship running smoothly, then share about that. Talk about the, how you manage your business. That's one of those things too that crosses industries, right? So it's not just creative professionals, depending on how you run your business could apply for all sorts of different freelancers or agencies. Okay. So business topics is a gold mine for content. Another absolute gold mine is marketing ideas. We all have to market ourselves. And as creative pros, many of us are marketers, right? So we have to help our clients with brand identity and websites and social media and communication and marketing plans. And so we are more on the forefront as a cohort of professionals than most people are. Okay. So our sharing on marketing topics is makes total sense. And yes, there are 10 zillion marketing professionals, but here's the thing. When you come to a marketing topic and you are sharing your take on it, your point of view, your experience, that's what makes it unique. Yes, there are 10,000 people posting around marketing right now. More than that, the internet room is brimming with advice about marketing, but don't let that dissuade you. Bring to it your particular point of view, what it is that you're excited about, what it is that is working for you or working for your clients. And think about that in terms of having topics or themes around that for content. Another major theme is business development. How do you get clients? This is, as I said, the second most important thing to my email list of people anyway was getting more clients. But business development and how you go about getting clients is a great topic. And people absolutely love, they love hearing about new ideas for getting new clients and more business. So business development is one of those topics which will get you the most attention. As I mentioned before is trends. Paying attention to what is trending and piggybacking on those trends is a great way to, as I said, be posting on a hot topic. So people are searching for that trend or that particular word or phrase. And so by piggybacking on that, putting out your particular point of view on it, that can, number one, give you ideas 
for content, pay attention to what's trending, think about what you think about it, and then report back on that. It's going to be very topical. Trend changes all the time. So there's always something new to pay attention to and to talk about. And uh, because it's trending, it is a hot topic and it gets a lot of traffic and a lot of search traffic. So you have a better chance of showing up in someone's feed. Now, chances are many of you listening might have first come across me via my YouTube channel. Building my presence on YouTube has done more to build my personal brand than any other platform. So I want to share with you the one resource that was critical in growing my channel. It's a YouTube plugin called TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is a freemium browser extension that you use to manage and optimize your YouTube channel videos. It saves a massive amount of time doing the mundane tasks like adding cards and managing your video descriptions. But it also provides incredible value through its video analytics, showing you data about your competitors' videos that's absolutely invisible without it. It also helps with adding metadata to your videos so they show up better in search. If you want to take your YouTube work to the next level, you have to get TubeBuddy. You can support this podcast by signing up through our affiliate link. Just go to TubeBuddy.com slash Philip Van Dusen. It's easy to remember. Just type in TubeBuddy.com slash Philip Van Dusen to check it out. By adding TubeBuddy to your video workflow, I guarantee you your channel will grow much, much faster. Just go to TubeBuddy.com slash Philip Van Dusen and sign up for TubeBuddy today. Nine is reviews. Reviews is a really great one. Very few people think about this as well in the way of also the way I was talking about reporting, doing a report of a conference or something like that. This is essentially the same thing. Do a review, review a design book, review a website, review a conference, review an event, digital event, a seminar. If there's some sort of digital product or software as a service that you like, or there's you're trying to find the answer of which one to choose and you're weighing two or three options, do a review of that. Compare and contrast different services and your initial perspective on it, which one you're thinking about using. Those sorts of YouTube videos anyway, where they're saying, you know, do I use Tribe or do I use Circle for my community? Those sorts of videos get a ton of traffic because if you're struggling with that decision, you know there's hundreds and thousands of other people out there who are struggling with the same decision. So you're learning as you're trying to come up with the answer for yourself, capture it, report out on it because you're going to be helping someone else. And again, it's a trending topic. So you can do reviews of services, software as a service, digital products, other people's websites, marketing campaigns, whatever that is, do a review of it. But the most important thing that I would say is make sure that you express your point of view. Have a point of view. Take a stand. There's nothing worse than reading some sort of review that doesn't really put a stake in the ground. So get a backbone, get a perspective, get a point of view and weigh in on it because that's what people really want to hear about. Number 10 is inspiration. And this is, what are you inspired by? What are you curious about? This could be something in category, meaning in design or in marketing. It could be something that's completely out of category. Is there something that you're interested in, in terms of sports, in terms of vacationing, in terms of travel, in terms of reading, in terms of technology and anything that inspires you, anything that is sparking the creativity or your own thinking, use that as fodder to create content around. Because if you're curious about it or you're inspired by it, chances are it's going to be inspiring to somebody else. So if you talk about what is it that inspires you about that thing and why is it you're thinking about it, what it has to do 
and how it affects your life, that's great content. That's really engaging content and people want to understand and be inspired themselves. People are always looking for inspiration. I know I am. That's what I do all day long. So think about what inspires you and share that. This is another one that not a lot of people think of. And I found that it's really a really, really great springboard for content. And that is infographics. Go on Pinterest and search for infographics on marketing. You will get hundreds of them. And some of them are really, really cool looking and have some really great information in them because it's usually a, you know, a conglomeration of a whole bunch of data and a whole bunch of, you know, um, listicles and stuff like that. I mean, infographics are a wealth of information to be in, to inspire content. I challenge you to read a, a top 10 list on marketing in an infographic that's full of data and not have something that you have a point of view on or that you learn or that you have a perspective on that's either pro or con that thing. You can also do your take on that uh, infographic. You can say, what are my top 10 marketing things for social media? You can take that and use that as inspiration and as a springboard to your own piece of content. So I find infographics really awesome because they have a lot of best of, worst of, top 10 lists, statistics, data, news, trends. There's all sorts of things that are within infographics that you can use for inspiration for content. And then number 12, finally, is this is an easy one. Because let's say you were going to interview someone and you ask them a question. You're going to get their point of view. They're going, you're going to write it down in your interview for your content, right? Ask a question of an overarching question and then you answer it. Because by asking that question, you're asking to a certain extent the question of the reader. And that is acting as a magnet to them because they're saying, oh, what's my thought on this question? And then they read your thoughts on the question and that will give them some, um, some reason to comment. It's a great engagement tool for content is by asking an overarching question and then you're answering it and then asking for feedback or other points of view in the comments. For instance, and I know I might have shared about this before, but I did this video on are you a multi-creative? It's a very popular video about being struggling with being creative on a whole bunch of different fronts and having a hard time uh, deciding. And so when I did that video, I asked people in the video, I said, if you are struggling with being a multi-creative or are a multi-creative, that comment section is unbelievable. You should go find the video and read some of the comments. It's really, really an amazing comment section. But I asked the question of people and I asked for their feedback. I asked them to tell me their story. Same thing with content. Ask a question and ask the, the reader for feedback on it because people want to tell their story. They want to give you their opinion on what that thing is, especially after you've kind of fed them with your opinion on it and been transparent and authentic about what you think about it. You're starting a conversation, essentially. So question and answer is another awesome way to develop content. All right. So that is it. And I want to let you know that I'm launching the Brand Design Masters Guild, which is a paid mastermind group that I run. I have one spot left and it's closing this week and probably going to fill by tomorrow. So if you guys are interested, the price of the guild is $14.97. So if you're interested and you are completely prepared to make that uh, investment of $14.97 in yourself, go to philipvandusen.com slash mastermind. Check out the Brand Design Masters Guild. It's a great opportunity. So go check that out. All right. So that is it, you guys. That is it. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.